Welcome to Senior Moments with God. I am your host, Gretchen, and I am so happy you have joined us again this morning for this little podcast where we celebrate women's stories for God's glory. Last week, we heard the amazing testimony and interview with Joy, whose theme was that God's grace is sufficient. And ladies, I believe that theme continues today in another story sent in by a woman named Rachel. She and I do not know each other, but she, uh, through a friend, heard about the podcast and she sent me her very powerful story of God's grace. So before we start, you need to grab that cup of coffee and open up your Bibles open up your hearts and minds, and prepare to listen to a story by Rachel for God's glory. In thinking about Rachel's story as I prepare to read it to you and share it with you, she did not want to be interviewed because it's, it's a difficult story. But in thinking about it, I want you to reflect on all the times that God has pursued, pursued us as women. Times that maybe we felt there was no one who cared, no one else who really knew us or understood us. And yet there he is waiting for us, pursuing us with his love, his perfect love and his patience, his grace, his mercy. And I think about Ruth in the Bible. One of there's only two books in the Bible named after women, and Ruth is one of those beautiful story of her leaving her homeland after becoming a widow and going with her mother-in-law. How many of you would follow your mother-in-law or did uh, to a strange land, a different culture, a different faith? But there God met Ruth in her sorrow and in her new environment. And Ruth is even mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus. So it started where Ruth was childless and a widow and followed in faith, Naomi, her mother-in-law. If you have a chance and your Bible's open, I, I hope you get a chance to read Ruth. It's such a beautiful story of God's grace. And we're going to hear that grace again in the story of Rachel. So Rachel writes to me and we don't know each other. We know each other through a friend, I guess. And Rachel, I just want to say up front, thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for sharing this. I know there's a woman out there who may have experienced this type of abuse or something similar to it and is wondering where God's grace is. And thank you, Rachel, for sharing the redeeming love and the grace of our Savior, Jesus Christ, through all of these things that you went through. She writes that she was born January 2nd, 1968, right after New Year's, 
a lot younger, you're a lot younger than I am, Rachel. She said that her mother already had one child, her older brother named Mark, and her mother had gotten married at 16 to her dad. And when she was born, her dad left. And then shortly after that, her mother decided two children were more than she could handle at 16. And so she left and put the children into state's custody in a children's home in Tulsa. In the meantime, her parents got divorced and her mother met another man and she ended up marrying him for her second marriage. She was only 20. His name was Bill and Bill adopted Rachel and her brother Mark and then they had a baby of their own named Richard. So shortly after that, you know what happened again? Rachel's mother left, saying three children too much. And so she left Bill with three children. I cannot imagine, Rachel, the impact of losing a mother. I know I lost my mother when I was in my 50s, and I cannot imagine losing your mother as a child like this. So she said that to Bill's credit, he did work hard. He was a diesel uh, mechanic. He bought a house and he started dating again. He married again. And she said that it was very obvious to her. And these are her words. She said, we were leftovers from a failed first love. I hate that Rachel felt like a leftover, but Rachel, isn't it sweet that you'll discover in her story and she's discovered there are no leftovers with God, no leftovers. Women, men, no matter what race, no matter our ages, whether we're old like I am or young, God doesn't have leftovers. He pursues each of us because of his great love for us and his grace, his grace is sufficient. So Bill, as I said, married again, and the children were not treated well. They were put in upstairs bedrooms, out of sight, out of mind, but they were made to do all the chores. I want you to picture, ladies, yeah, we, we believe in chores for children, but it looks like Rachel, at the young age of six, was forced to do all the dishes for the family, even at holidays, think of Thanksgiving, cleaning out cars, changing sheets, cleaning the baby's room, bathrooms, living room, vacuuming. Picture this. And then, if she did not do it well, Rachel said that she would be awakened in the night and forced to go back downstairs and do it all over again. How sad. She said her brother was beaten often. He was forced to help Bill in the garage while Bill worked on his race car. And she saw her brother emerge with a bloody nose or bump on his head where he had been hit by some flying tool thrown at him in anger. She said her brother was her hero and the events crushed her as she saw that and she couldn't comfort him. She heard him often crying down the hall. 
And then it happened. She started growing physically, maturing, and she looked like her mom, and Bill started treating her differently. He started talking about sex with her verbally, and then he abused her physically. When she was 11, he also started having an affair with another woman, resulting in another divorce. And she was moved, Rachel was moved, into the Francis Woolard Girls' Home in Tulsa. Now, I want to say the name of that. Usually I don't use specific names of places, but I want to say that because this is a place that helped her greatly. And most people would say, oh, going to a girls' home, how sad uh, to do that. But I, I think that was a rescue place for Rachel, and I think she would agree with me after reading her story. She says that right before she she went there, I think she was around eight, she did attend a backyard Bible study given by the local Baptist church. And she remembered that she was listening to the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead and how he wept. And she said, I went home as that eight-year-old and I went to my upstairs bedroom, looked out the window and I begged Jesus for just five minutes to be in heaven. Five minutes of heaven. Okay, four. Okay, three. Oh, Jesus, please save me. Two. Just two minutes. Give me two minutes. One. 30 seconds. Jesus, save me. I wept and wept, staring out my upstairs window. I wasn't resurrected like Lazarus or taken out of my situation to heaven like Enoch. But God did come close to me at that time, and I started reading all I could about him. And I found a prayer book in the garage, and I would use it to help pray for things until it was taken away from me, the book. But it was in that girl's home, so she had a taste of Jesus and an introduction to Jesus. But when she was put into the girl's home, she found their structure and love. And for the first time, the teachers were going to fight for her to help her. And she heard from other girls that their parents were not perfect and some of the sad stories that they had as well. But Jesus was brought to her in that girl's home. Praise God, she had a group care worker who taught her about the love of Jesus in real life and who our Father God really is. And she was taught how to even read a concordance a a study book that would help understand the Bible even more. She said, I worked very hard to earn the right to stay up just extra 30 minutes later than the other girls. I had my own room, a little desk. Jesus became my everything. I realized who needed parents when God says he will be my father to the fatherless. I'm 55 now. I look at life and I'm so grateful I've had a lot of things happen that I haven't even written about here, but I'm grateful for who God has made me. I'm strong, long-suffering, gentle, compassionate. Her brother Mark ended up uh, dying and she was crushed. But before he died, I love the story that he, he said at a dinner table, he wanted to be baptized when he was sitting there with his family. And 
They didn't even hesitate. They got up right then and there and went to the church and he got baptized. And then I think weeks later, she writes that he was killed in a car wreck. But she knows she's going to see him again. And I love this when she writes, there have been many times when God has brought heaven to me in those years since having begged him for five minutes of heaven. God has been an amazing father to me and I have called him Abba, Daddy, for decades. I am so very blessed. Rachel, Rachel, thank you. Thank you for your story. Thank you for showing us like Ruth in the Bible, like Esther in the Bible, that God's grace is sufficient, that he is there. If there's any woman out there experiencing any form of abuse, please do not remain in it if you, if you can get away. Seek help, but also know this, God is with you. He loves you, he is there to help you, and he, his word is true. And his son, Jesus, died on the cross, went through all the sufferings. We can't even imagine all the pain that he went through so that he could take our sins with him to the grave. And then he came back three days later to life. And he says, I'm in heaven preparing a place for you. And when the Father, when you talk to the Father in my name, in the name of Jesus, he sees you through me. He doesn't see the ugliness. He doesn't see the sin. He doesn't see our shortcomings. He sees us through the blood and love of Jesus Christ, his son. And Rachel experienced that. And Rachel, your story is powerful. It's part two next week because I asked Rachel, how in the world do you forgive? They don't say you go back to and you don't be with anyone who's abused you. But how do you forgive? Because we're commanded to forgive. Jesus says to forgive. How do you do that? I, I mean, this man robbed her of her childhood, her innocence. And I get so angry thinking about it, but I just have to give it to God. How do you forgive? Rachel's going to tell us next week. She wrote me a part two about forgiveness. I hope you'll join with me. And Rachel, thank you for sharing your story. It was a hard one, but thank you because it's for God's glory.